steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Alec Martinez, 3-1 Golden Knights. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Then it looking cross-eye, Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down. It'll walk ball and go into the goal. It's a hat trick. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Let's get into it. A couple of games under the belt of the Vegas Golden Knights. And now we will return home to T-Mobile Arena for games Wednesday and Friday this week uh, before two more next week, uh, finishing the exhibition schedule in Los Angeles, an afternoon game uh, next weekend, uh, the curtain raiser on October 10th against the Seattle Kraken. And that is banner raising night between here and then it's going to be a whole lot of roster juggling playing for a position uh, see if the lines stay the same uh, see how uh, potential injuries impact things uh, the ring ceremony where the players uh, get their rings uh, and wives uh, significant others uh, will also re- receive a uh, a nice uh, piece of uh, jewelry uh, from the uh, the organization. I, that's usually how it goes, and uh, I'm glad to believe that that's uh, going to be the case. So that'll be a fun night a couple of days before mm-hmm. the season opener. You get that ring, and we've seen different bits and pieces. Uh, there's been some things floated out there. I can't wait to see the actual thing, the real deal, the ring. And you know what I'm really looking forward to? is Hmm. the players that haven't won when you go up and there's it's pretty unique night that the uh, the organization is going to put on for the families you go up and you receive your your ring uh, from Kelly McCrimmon or George McPhee or uh, Hmm. Bill Foley and you you get the ring box and then you you open it that first time and yeah. I don't know how many guys will have seen a, a picture of the actual ring or how many will just go, I'm going to wait until the actual time. But that that will be neat when when they open up that ring box and that uh, that presentation piece. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I haven't uh, I haven't been able to sleuth anything in terms of what the ring is going to look like. So uh, the the fact that there's even kind of ideas out there, I, I didn't even know about that. But um, if it were me, right, like I think that I would want to wait until that moment. I, I don't know that I'd want to have an idea of what it might look like. I, I think that I, I want uh, that, that first experience uh, to be opening up the ring box and seeing the ring in, in front of me. And And they're so fabulous. That you probably end up just pulling it out of the ring box and looking at it for five minutes before you even put it on. And nobody, like, wears them uh, out and about. uh, Oh, you for Except for special events. I Uh, would. uh, Well, Kipper, uh, my buddy Kipper, uh, used to wear his to special events if we were doing a dinner. Or he knew that we were going to be talking about the New York Rangers uh, in 1994. Nick Kiprios would, would wear his. Now, those... Those 1994 rings, they were subtle. 
they're probably big for the time, <laughs> but mm-hmm. really subtle compared to what the championship rings are now. Uh, so you, you could probably get away with uh, a, a little bit more of, of, of wearing it. Uh, now they're just they're pieces of art. I have no idea what what these rings are going to be valued at, but I have a, a good friend who is a scout for a Major League Baseball team that won the World Series, and he lives overseas. The value of the World Series ring when the Royals won was so high that he actually had to go to another country to pick it up because customs in the country he was living in would not allow something worth that much money to come through. Okay, that wow. sounds fishy. It doesn't make why, any sense. Why would, it, why would I make that, <laughs> that up? Doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Why? Because you're trying to you're trying to add a little flair to the story. Listen, I'm only I'm that only going make, by what he told me. That doesn't make any sense. Like there's there's like valuables aren't shipped in and out of this this nation. Apparently not not eighteen thousand dollars worth. Like I mean, that's the, the, the ring that's was the more highest, than eighteen thousand dollars. That's it, the most valuable thing that's ever shipped into a country with their GDP for a, so a, low. For a person, a, it's not like it was going to a corporation. It was going to a, a, a human being. So I'm just telling you, it sounds fishy. Well, it could sound. Now, fishy. I think somebody Why was selling you a, a, a bill of goods and you bought it. <laughs> why would you spend eighteen thousand dollars on this bogus story? Oh boy, he didn't spend any money. He was no, working you for bu- you bought. Eighteen thousand worth of bogus. No, no, the, the ring was more than eighteen thousand uh, dollars. I know he picked it up in Japan, so I don't know why he would go to Japan to get it. Sounds fishy. I but think I, 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 I'm I'm looking forward to the stories about the rings. What what this these rubies or diamonds or whatever what they signify because there's there's you almost need a a booklet to go along with championship mm-hmm. rings now. Because there's so many little subtle uh, storylines uh, from the journey that could, that go into them. I wonder if they're going to yeah, inscribe I, like things on the inside of the ring. They always do. I I, I want. I don't know for sure. There. Sure. I yeah, I, I like hope a, day bleeping one is inscribed <laughs> on the inside of the one of the rings. Okay. Uh, maybe one. Maybe one ring. Yeah, particular. one in particular. But, uh, I, <laughs> can you want to know a story I mean, about generally, that? I'm not too worried about. Poking the bear. Here, here, here's a story about that. So okay. we're talking about uh, William Carlson. Yes. And we're talking yep. about his speech mm-hmm. at the rally after the parade. And mm-hmm. there, was, there was a lot in there. Uh, and it was magnificent. <laughs> I, 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 I think it stopped just at the appropriate time uh, with, with uh, William Carlson. But the, the day one... Speech? Do you have it? I have. I have to look you're, through. You look like you're looking for stuff. So I, I uh, am. Yes. I, I can. I, I can find it. I can find it. I didn't. I didn't want to step on you if you if you if you, if you had it. Uh, but there, that moment where he offers day flipping one <laughs> became like part of pop culture here, as mm-hmm. like through through social media. Through uh, uh, different uh, memes, like it just it became a, uh, a moment for this city and the organization with one of its misfits, to the point. And this this is really where I, I thought that that takes it to a new level. I'm at the DMV the other day, and okay. Jane Jana is uh, is uh, getting me a new license, and she's taking care of my daughter who got her got her learners, 
and she uh, loves the Golden Knights. And uh, I said, uh, what's, what's that license plate over there? And it was <laughs> D-Y and uh, a, what you would consider profanity, but with mm-hmm. letters, uh, yep. uh, one. Nice. And uh, she's like, wow, that, we, we, we can't issue that license plate. I'm like, what? what? Goes, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's from the, it was from the parade. It was from Carlson's speech. And yeah. immediately, people went into the the files and and the DMV website and started uh, trying to figure out how to get day flipping one. I have it by the yep. way. Day flipping one. I do too. On on a license plate, and some of them nice. got through where they weren't mm-hmm. pro- like you couldn't make the obvious Just, connection to profanity. Yeah. Uh, some yeah. of them got caught. But and and she was the one that that, that my friend uh, was the one that 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 uh, picked up on a couple of them because she's big Golden Knights fan and and, and watched uh, all of it and the uh, and and the rally and said mm, no that that one's that one's not going to work that that Just one's stay, a little too close but but how about that that's vowels. pop culture right like yeah it's they amazing. flipping one yeah. on a license plate as a tribute to William <laughs> Carlson that's when you know you're having an impact. Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. And I, I, like, there are so many things about the speech that are amazing. Uh, the fact that he used effing to to ex, uh, to to describe Jonathan Marsh so, but then let the full expletive go uh, a little bit later on in the speech. But you know, I, I I love the idea that there are perhaps one or two that that snuck through the cracks. Like, I want to be driving around town and see a day bleeping one. Uh, license plate. I, I, it's my mission now. It's like, where's Waldo? I want to find him. Okay. You guys can hear me? Yeah, you hear me? So, um, this guy, this effing guy. Yeah, I know. I know. So, he was here day one. Yeah. <laughs> And I, you have been here day one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys there. are so amazing. There it is. We played Arizona in the first game, <laughs> and we beat the shit out of them. <laughs> what did he say? And I had no points. No points. But that's okay. <laughs> because at year one, I was pretty great. All right. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble for playing that whole thing. I thought we just had the clip. By the way, but from there to mm-hmm. a plate, a vanity plate. And you, you will see references to it. It just won't be the profanity lace. So you can get away with, uh, they'll give you some leeway with it, but you can't be driving around with the profanity just, uh, again, on, on, just, on your plate. Just stay away from the vowels, and you could probably sneak it through. That's all you got to do. The best part of that was, and that's the first time I've actually heard, like, because I've, I've had other versions, but. Picking up the guys talking in the background. <laughs> what did he say? That was Dave and Shane. 
Yeah. <laughs> Beat the what out of them? Yeah. Marcy's trying to get the uh, mic back. Poor, and... poor Coyotes. They took a beating from oh, this team boy. in the playoffs. They didn't even make it, and they were getting abused. Poor Coyotes. Uh, I love it. Uh, it's a couple games under the uh, past with the Golden Knights in the preseason. Lost 5-2, uh, fell 3-2. Uh, give me, if you want, just a, a little bit of uh recap of what what you were able to take from the San Jose game on Sunday and then the Colorado game on Monday. And then we'll turn the page and, and tell you a little bit about what I expect for uh, L.A. and Arizona on, on Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, I think first of, first of all, for me, I, I'm – Really excited to see more Pavel Dorofiev. I thought he was really good in in San Jose. Certainly, um, put himself in, in really good spots. The puck found him. A great pass to to Ivan Barbashev in in a pretty tight uh, confined space to kind of get that one through. Uh, so I'm I'm interested to see Dorofiev, and I, I'd love to see Dorofiev alongside Carlson and Amadio. I, I I just I. I I'm more excited uh, based on his game in San Jose. I thought Lucas Cormier uh, certainly looked good last night. Uh, you know, we talked about Sheldon Rempel. I, I think he's been pretty good throughout the entirety of camp. He, he certainly uh, deserves, I, I think, another look, as as does Mason Morelli. I was really impressed with Morelli last night too. So, um, you know, just some of the some of those guys that that I'm I'm looking to see maybe another game out of. And to be honest, I. I still think it's going to come down to, as we've talked about, it's going to be Paul Cotter. It's going to be Pavel Dorofiev. It's it's going to be Max Comtois if he, if he can kind of push himself into that spot. And uh, I want to see those guys play with, with, you know, different different facets over the next four games with a more veteran-heavy lineup so that we can get an idea of what direction Bruce Cassidy's leaning for opening night. I thought – Yuri Patera playing last night uh, half the game and coming in and doing a great job was uh, very significant and and great uh, resolute uh, performance from him uh, on mm-hmm. the heels of what happened in the first period in San Jose. Like he only allowed uh, one goal the rest uh, uh, in the rest of the way in, in San Jose. So that uh, they, the team did. So that that was great uh, from uh, a perspective of. Patera, and then coming in last night, and he he, he was under uh, some pressure. It wasn't the most exciting uh, game, but uh, but I thought uh, just prospect wise and confidence wise, uh, that 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 was great. To more uh, of an NHL lineup in game two, there was four players in San Jose that were on the ice in the game that the Vegas Golden Knights clinched the Stanley Cup in. There were seven players last night. So you're building towards more of an NHL presence from your NHL roster, which we know that uh, that everybody's uh, back. Uh, by the way, 88, more than 81% of, of the Vegas Golden Knights returning uh, compared to uh, 70 uh, last year and 60 uh, the year before and around uh, 68 uh, uh, four years ago. So Vegas, like, just blows everybody away by the number sure. of players that we we knew that, but when you compare that to that they had a lot of guys coming back, but when you compare it to uh, uh, other teams, uh, it's significant. So we we saw we saw more of an NHL roster. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens with Nick uh, uh, with Zach Whiteclub and and that process. I was I don't know whether it's uh, encouraged. I I didn't see a play. I, I know he got uh, he had a collision in the corner. And there was a collision in front of the net. I didn't see anything obvious uh, that that knocked him out of the game. I, sure. I didn't see him uh, hobbling to the bench. 
uh, at any point. So I'm hoping it was just uh, precaution. They were, I know they were getting some tests uh, back back in Vegas, so we'll get an update on, on that uh, uh, moving forward. Uh, as far as the the result, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, you you do, boy, you do see the challenge though, of guys getting into games that are preseason games, coming off the summer, uh, and having to get back in the flow. And I don't know whether there was any in in, like true intensity in the first game uh, for last night until the 10 minute mark when they traded goals uh, of the third period. There wasn't much. Now the last 10 minutes last night was, was more of a hockey game. It was, it it was better. I think you saw Paul Cotter dial it up in the last 10 minutes last night. There, there, there was more of that. Uh, uh, Cormier was a presence. Uh, I, I, I thought there was, it was more of a like NHL style hockey, and there's a long way to go, but it, it looked the part in, in the final ten minutes uh, last night. And we'll see if we, we see a, a, a continuation of that and just ramping up uh, the uh, intensity, the urgency uh, in a game in which. You still have, so there's four guys in game one on the ice for the clinching game. Seven players last night uh, played in the clinching game. Mm-hmm. You've got still uh, almost half your roster from yeah. from cup clinching night has yet to play. And mm-hmm. I anticipate that we'll see a lot more of the top six in the next two games. Uh, one, no travel. Uh, you're at home, uh, you can do more of your things. Somebody, like, obviously has to play these games because there's NHL minimums uh, that teams have to abide by. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, when our first look will be. Uh, Jack Eichel, is that, is that Friday? Uh, that we get uh, Eichel. Much different situation for Mark Stone in this this preseason where you're just, uh, he, he's back, he's ready to go, he's healthy compared to the last couple of camps where he's rehabbing and, and battling a couple of things. Uh, this is just uh, being ready to go. How much will we see of Mark uh, with, uh, with, with Chandler Stevenson? Um, Brennan Brisson is, is mm-hmm. a player that, uh, in practice, has been skating uh, up the lineup and got some time with Jack Eichel. And mm-hmm. we heard... Bruce Cassidy say he talked to, to Marshall about that and uh, he was fine with it. So will we see opportunity from from Brisson with Jack Eichel? There's a couple of different areas where they can go with their top six forwards to just give a, give a different wrinkle or an opportunity to some of the younger players. Yeah, I, I'd love to see Brendan Brisson get a game alongside you know Jack Eichel and and maybe Ivan Barbashev if, if you kind of go that direction, right? Because I, I think for Brendan, the 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 aspects of his game that he's kind of added to his repertoire is his ability to go in and try to make plays, uh, to to have a little bit more jam, a little bit more grit in his game. I, I do think that I want to see what he can bring to the table with highly, highly skilled players around him. I want to know what his shot can do if he's getting fed passes by uh, by Jack Eichel. So um, I'd love to see that in a game. I'm, I'm hopeful that we get to see that because – you know, Brendan's kind of pushed himself into that spot where I think that he at least gets one look there. Um, you know, and and you you know you mentioned Paul Cotter. Like I want to I want to see Paul Cotter, Pavel Dorofiev, and Max Comtois get a look 
with as close to a line as as what you might expect them to slot into if they were to go in a game. Whether or not you get maybe Cotter and Comtois with William Carlson for a game, like that would be cool. Uh, but I, I do want to see you know just more of of the the veterans in the lineup and different configurations with the players that are fighting for that spot. So on the guys in the bubble, they've all played. Mm-hmm. Cotter's got in both games. Does Cotter play again tomorrow night? He played. He Maybe. played all seven last year, and they won. If it's a preseason game, he's playing, right? He he's he's the new Iron Man of the preseason. <laughs> he's coming after Kessel, but in the preseason, he's got nine straight preseason games, uh, going back to a year ago. And he was challenged with those nine games last year. He responded. I, he's not going to play all seven uh, this no. year, but of the the guys in that battle, they've all played now. And I think mm-hmm. you get you get an opportunity to go out there in this with this new uh, organization for Comtois for uh, for Paul Cotter knowing that, uh, that he's got to follow up his rookie year. Uh, Brisson in the mix, uh, different different player Dorofiev, uh, what he did last year. Kenny followed up. They've they've all got a chance to play and get their get their rust knocked off. Mm-hmm. Starting starting tomorrow for everybody. Uh, Cotter's already played two games. Uh, it's it's go time. Let's see it from from all of those players. Dorofiev was good uh, with uh, with Barbashev and Fraze, right? Uh, the yep. other night, yeah. Uh, he he was he he was good there. Uh, I still think he was looking for Fraze on that pass in, in front that ended up on Barbashev's stick because Fraze was right there. And what about the backhand pass and the backhand shot? Uh, so mm-hmm. those those four players have all seen time. Now, there's no, okay, nervous, no rust, no uh, we're on the road, none of that. It's time to raise the bar. Who wants the spot? They all do. Who's going to take the spot? And this camp may very well do that for one of those players. Do some have an, an an edge over others? Paul Cotter does. But if somebody goes out and lights it up, Comtois has to earn a contract. If he forces hand, the hand there, Dorofiev, uh, Brisson, uh, uh, Brisson's probably going to get if if he goes back in, he will go back in uh, some power play time. Does does he uh, elevate that? There, there's there's different ways uh, to to make a mark on this. But somebody, if if nobody goes out and makes a statement, it goes to the status quo. And sure. and I don't think anybody's going to be happy if nobody goes out and makes a statement. To be quite honest, if it's just they were all okay, they were mm-hmm. they were fine. That's not how we want to see this battle play out, this competition play out. We want, speaking of the coaching staff, the organization, they want somebody to make them make a decision based on strong play. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's 
you know, you, you look at what kind of the, the idea was going into camp, right? Like you bring in Max Comtois on a PTO because you want the competition to push everybody to a new height. You want a player that's hungry to get a contract to, to push Paul Cotter to, to kind of double down on what he was able to do last preseason and bring that into this preseason. You want Pavel Dorofiev to, you know, understand that he got a taste last year. He wants to be with the big club. Now's his time to, to kind of show that he can do that. So, um, you know, I, I think you're right. I, I do think that you've got four games here all at home where these players, these specific players, these three, four players that we're talking about, have to go out there and seize the job. That's what it's going to boil down to. Who's taking the job? And, you know, ultimately I think that's what everybody wants, whether it's Paul Cotter or Pavel Dorofiev or Max Comtois or Brendan Brisson. If one player seizes that job, I think that's going to make everybody in the organization happy. Just push. Make make yeah. it make a push for it. it. It may not happen that it's enough to make the roster, but you've forced a conversation there. If a Brisson goes out and does something really neat in the next uh, five games uh, of of the preseason, and you've you've caused the coaches and the and the management to go, what do you think? Opening it, and there's there's another extra forward spot too. It's not just that night's lineup there's there's the extra uh, as as well so that that's an area that that we're looking at and you don't want it to just be acclimation there mm-hmm. i loved what paul cotter said last night in the in our pregame show to ashley vice and they they had a conversation uh, just on bench side uh, during warm up mm-hmm. and paul said i want to go out and do things the other guys can't the other guys don't do. And I thought, good on you. That, that was great. Be, be a difference maker by being different. Mm-hmm. Get involved in different ways. And, and I love his jam and his ability to get out there. Uh, he, he, the dude can take a hit, too, uh, yeah. out there. And he, then he followed it up with, and it was, a, it was an awesome uh, interview. He said, it's my job. It's my spot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to lock it down. Now, I'm paraphrasing there, but he's like, it, it, it's my job. I want to lay claim to it and not give anybody an inside track to doing it. And uh, we, we have a lot of fun with Paul. Uh, he's a free spirit mm-hmm. in the room, and uh, we do a lot of laughing uh, with, with, with Paul in and around the rink. But those two comments from Paul going into his second season, knowing that there's pressure on him in this environment to elevate and continue the uh, development of, of his game, I, I thought those were really telling uh, answers to Ashley. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's the right mindset to have. It's it's absolutely the mindset that he should be coming into this preseason with and, and kind of where he should be right now after playing certainly the first game, now through his second game. Where Where do you kind of assess him over the course of the first two games? I thought everybody was okay in, in the first uh, first game. The Dorofiev yeah. line got some attention because they scored and they, they made a couple of plays. Uh, but the, the Cotter line actually had a really good shift in the second period, uh, and we, we highlighted that. Uh, they didn't score on it, but they had a, a, a large presence, uh, a puck possession, inside the zone, which I thought was was awesome. But everybody was okay. Uh, la- last night, the final 10 minutes, uh, 
that that showed me something. It, it went off, and, and Paul was a lot more uh, on it in, in those yep. final ten minutes, and that looked, that was the Paul like Cotter that we we just we just know. Now, I'm not going to slag anybody or be on anybody because they're not great in the first two exhibition games. It's just. Mm-hmm. It's a reality. This camp is different than other years because you're coming yeah. off the championship. Everybody's back. There's a, a lot more uh, conservative pr- approach with fewer jobs being open or spots being open. It's just the reality of it. October 10th, that ends. That that yeah. uh, rope vanishes. Uh, there's, there's no more lease there. But – the first two games back to back with largely different lineups going. Get out there, play, uh, get back into the groove a little bit. Uh, that the pace of it, uh, different things things happening that you haven't done all year or thought of all year. Then uh, away we go uh, because it's it's a big adjustment going from celebrating. Mm-hmm. to everybody telling you you're great and congratulations all summer, sure. to captain skates where there's some fun, but it's not intense. Everybody's beaking each other and, 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 and laughing. <laughs> and if, if things don't go right, then you get chirped even more. To being on the ice. Like, I, I know guys that were a uh, former player was beside me during one of the rookie face-off games, and he's recently retired. And he's like, I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore because that was that was in, that was intensity. The the rookie guys were were playing for eyes. Yeah. Now we're back. We kind of slid back a little bit in the intensity, and over the next week and a half, you you're gonna have to get yourself going in the right direction. They could go through the preseason without a win, and sure. I wouldn't be worried. It's not. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Nobody uh, certainly is is saying that's acceptable, but I wouldn't be worried because of where they're coming from, and and mm-hmm. we know where they can get to, and it's largely the the, the same lineup. So uh, we'll see how they come together as individuals and ramp up their own games, and then get more dialed in with uh, the coaching staff and raising the team game uh, this week going into the weekend, and then the final three preseason games next week. Uh, let's take a break. When we continue, it's one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League on the other side in Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. one-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. One-timers. Let's crank it off the glass and give away some tickets. All right, Friday's game against the Arizona Coyotes at T-Mobile. We have four tickets to get you in the building and have some fun at the Fortress. Call 702-876-1340. If you say, ba-ba-ba, to Chapman, I'll give you the tickets. No, Who is this? Who is this? If Chapman says, ask you, who who is this? Then then you're you're officially in. Uh, Caller number five. 702-876-1340, 702-876-1340, but you have to you have to say, is this Chapman? 
uh, when, you, when, when, you, when he picks up the phone, okay? 702-876-1340, caller number five. Uh, we have some uh, news from the Washington Capitals. Joel Edmondson did not practice today. He sustained an upper body injury during an inter-squad game on Sunday. Those. That's a bummer. Those are painful, man. Coaches are like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> an inter- it happened in the inter-squad game? Uh, apparently, he's going to see the doctors. Uh, it's probably not good, but we'll mm. see some more tomorrow. That's according to new head coach Spencer Carberry. Probably not yeah. good. But we'll know more tomorrow. <laughs> really? Uh, that's that's rough. Um, you know, just I, the if if your initial assessment is probably not good, then it's certainly not good in, in that moment. But you know, for me, like Joel Edmondson, um, he he's a player that I think you need to have in the lineup for the Washington Capitals. So hopefully, it's not going to be something long term. But uh, it doesn't seem optimistic. Yeah, it's not like, uh, we'll see. It's not serious. We'll see. He might miss a couple. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we hope to have him for opening night. It's probably not good. Uh, Chapman, did you give away the tickets? Who is this? Who is this? Yes, I did, to Sean. Did, they, did Sean say, who is this? Is this no. Chapman? No, but he was caller oh, five, yes. so. He did actually. He did ask if it was Chapman. So, oh, good, good job, Sean. Then he was like, "Yeah, well we got done. a bunch of rules now to win the tickets." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just gonna give him away. You know what? You know what no, just happened? He, he was fine. No, he, you know what just happened? What's that? I just raised oh. the level of our giveaways. Yeah, yeah. Now there's rules. Now, yeah, now there's did. even more rules coming tomorrow. Hey, well, speaking of giveaways, got to do something. Got, got to mention since you brought it up that we are bringing back the parlay contest. Yeah, we are. That, uh, that will be unveiled uh, for the regular season. Usually so we wait excited. until we're right about to do it before we... Yeah, but, but I mean, it's... <laughs> you certainly it's don't do it during my excited. segment. Speaking of uh, rules. <laughs> yeah. What a oh. random drop that was. Artemi Panarin, Philip mm-hmm. Heedle, mm. each day-to-day with the New York Rangers. Mika Zibanejad will not play tonight after an Upper body injury Sunday. Upper body injury. Yikes. That's three players battling things. Three pretty important players battling yeah. things with the New York Rangers. Now, Laviolette didn't say it's not good, but he mm-hmm. said uh, <laughs> it wants to see the veterans play at least three of the four remaining preseason mm. games. It sounds optimistic about that. But when you're already got something that you're battling – Mm-hmm. And you, you're a new coach. You want to see your guys. You want to see the the chemistry. You want to see it for yourself. That's yeah. That's not great stuff uh, for for the New York Rangers. I I guess you know probably more looks for Alexi Lafreniere. So seize the moment, kid. Again, seize the moment. Been waiting yeah. for that uh, for a while. Tampa Bay Lightning got some great news. Andre Vasilevsky, the big cat. Practiced yep. for the first time Tuesday after the goalie wow. had limited himself to just a little bit of group goalie work for the first four days of training camp. He participated in the <laughs> in, in the full practice and played the first half of a combined scrimmage. 
uh, early in the week, uh, and uh, it sounds like there's no long-term concerns. Uh, said uh, yeah. John Cooper, it's training camp. We don't need to rush anything along with him. Now, this is a guy that admitted he suffered an injury midway through last year and was not himself uh, in, in trying to overcome that. And I'm, I'm not shocked that they would take an overly cautious route with him during during training camp. Yeah, whatever Andre Vasilevsky needs or doesn't need in training camp to get himself ready to go for game one is fine by me. Um, I, you know what he's capable of. You know what he can do when he's healthy. So the only goal for the Tampa Bay Lightning is to bring Vasilevsky along to the point where he can play the meaningful games and as many meaningful games as he usually plays for you in the regular season and the playoffs. I think he's the best goalie in the National Hockey League. He did hint at this before yeah. uh, training camp, telling uh, one of the Tampa Bay beat writers that he made some changes in the offseason. Hmm. Nothing much, but he's paying attention to his recovery a lot and said that he would be taking a slower approach to camp after offering those adjustments to his off-season training program. Chapman, funny enough, said the same thing at our media day. Made some adjustments to his off-season training program, and he's going to take a slower approach <laughs> to camp. So that's that's well done, Chapman. You and the big cat are right in the same line there. Yeah, listen, great minds think two, alike, man. Yeah. Two peas. Yeah. Now, what did you two do peas. differently on, in your off-season training program compared to other years? Well, I, I decided to cut back from three Mountain Dews a day to two, so I'm taking things a little slower there. <laughs> um, my my, my uh. Big Mac and Whopper intake has been shut down entirely. Wow. So, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, so of course, then, like, though, would you, right? would you all offset? Would you go, like, uh, flame uh, broiled and then go fried? Yeah, yeah. You know, the the funny thing is I, I like a Whopper better than the Big Mac, but the fries make well, it better, not even. It's yeah, a better like, burger. Like, can I, can I not, can I find a way to give oh, you want McDonald's the- fries to Burger King? Y- yeah, you go to Burger King, you get the burger, you eat the burger on your way to McDonald's getting the fries. Yeah, but see... Then it, you defeat the purpose because like, you can't you can't like scrape your French fries through the 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 nice combination of mayonnaise and and ketchup. You know wow. the most disappointing thing that I have in my personal life is if I go to uh, like a McDonald's a fast food place and at the end I'm, I reach down and there's no fries that have spilled out of the little tray. <laughs> yeah, there's no tr- don't, no fries. If they've done too good of a job of putting yeah. them in the tray, yeah. that there's no leftover fries. <laughs> That just wrecks it's disappointment. me. Yeah, because it's you just, want to get that that salt and and everything well, that's just, kind of falling to the just, bottom. You know, yeah. the, even though you eat them out of the tray, it's there's more. Yeah, yeah. It's bonus French fries. Yeah. Yes, even though yes. it isn't, it's bonus French fries. That's why Darren Millard only goes to Five Guys. Ooh, yeah. See, I like them, but they, they, they give French you fries in the bag. They give you way too many fries. I can't finish that. No, come on. There's no such thing as too many fries. They are good fries. I'm looking down on my tummy. There is. <laughs> oh, Sean Couturier played his first game in more than 20 months when the Flyers opened wow. up their preseason game, uh, preseason against the New Jersey Devils. 20 months. 
It's Badly amazing. Forward. He said he felt That's all right awesome. uh, physically uh, at times. He, he was good. Uh, a lot to build on. He's got to execute a little bit better. But man, oh man, 20 months battling injury and really important. One of the best hockey smiles going. I don't think he has one of his own teeth there. Uh, but two-time 30-goal scorer, they would love to get him back as a former Selkie uh, trophy winner. Best defensive forward in 2019-20. 20 months. Yeah, I, I'll tell you. I, I'm just I'm, I'm glad that he's that he's in a, at, a, at a point now where he's he's participating and pushing for a return. That's awesome. Those are your one-timers for this Tuesday, September hmm, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Not gonna hide from it. We've had some technical challenges over the last couple of weeks. Today was my own doing, something I've never seen before with the uh, wire coming out of the headset, but uh, but we got through it. Then, just as the intro is playing to catching up with Chapman, I hear from the other side of the desk, uh-oh. Like, what was the uh-oh for? Well... We, no, we, no, don't, we, we, I don't, no, 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 I don't, don't sugarcoat it. I, I want to know what the uh-oh is for. We, we've gotten so accustomed to just having to go right into the out music that I have the out music playing instead of the open for catching up with Chapman. So, Are we all uh-oh. good? We're good. Well, you don't hear the, the out music, right? Well, before I couldn't he hear anything. He wouldn't know anyway. Uh, Paletti had to, <laughs> you had to, to translate Paletti to me earlier. Yeah, and, and he mentioned that Bill Foley may be buying an Australian soccer team. Really? Yeah. That's kind of, well, a New, New in, Zealand winery. In New Ze- well, the team that he apparently is looking at buying would be an expansion team in Auckland. Oh, the Kiwis. Yeah, listen, listen. I know I've... I've expansion teams worked for him. Yeah, I, I've tried to, to butter him up and get him to give me something. And How many it, times have you talked to Bill? But a couple times. Like... like Two or three. No, like you said hi to him. No, 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 no. I, I talked to him after media day last after you know he came in and was happy that he won the cup and he talked to the media. And That's I, an interview. Did, did no, you, no, no, no. I talked to him did after. You, did you tell him specifically, like you, you've talked to him about your desire to Yes, yes, to and, get a and job he, with he talked really? trash that, that wow. Bournemouth beat Liverpool. Well, he's not hiring if you if your opening line was "I'm a Liverpool." Guy. No, 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 no. I, 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 <laughs> I just, you know, I don't even remember what I said to him, but he, he kind of mocked me for, you know, Liverpool. Was it? Was well, it I'm high? mocking you right now. Well, there wasn't. This wasn't a conversation. This was an interview. No, no, no. I talked around. to him after that. I talked to him outside in the hallway. Would not, he not, have any idea who you are? No, no. Of course not. Unless okay, he that, listens, if he that listens goes to the to, show, that goes to. A conversation. If he listens to the show, both, he he would know Chapman, but he probably wouldn't be able to pick Chapman out of a lineup. Both people have to know who the other one is for it to be a legitimate conversation. Well, I could bring it up to him. I could talk to him. But anyway, that wasn't what I was actually going to talk about. Well, you stole my segment, so I'm well, right in there with you. Oh, that's fine. I could talk about this. This is fine. I mean, yeah, Bournemouth would be cool. Lorient would be cool in France. Mm-hmm. He talked. He he did tell me that he was looking at some other options in your conversation. Yes. Yeah. In in and I in your deep friendship. I never said. Now you're putting words in my mouth. I never said that. that I'd like to be friends with Bill. He seems like he'd be a great guy to be friends with. 
I'd you imagine it would, a more. it would only be a one-way friendship because I have nothing to offer just, him. Just just talk to him more, Chapman. When I see him, I talk to him, which yeah, is that's rare. That's all it is. Yeah. This is right up there with your story about the $20,000. There's no, I didn't make that up. I didn't make it up. You know what? Boy. You know what's sad. funny? The guy who, who got the ring, he actually. Why, why can't you say his name? Nate. Okay. Nathan. He grew up with the general manager of the Buffalo Sabres. Why, why is that funny? It's just because I could tie it into hockey. Oh. And he actually grew up with the manager and of the Indians. And you and I get along, but I have to hold your feet to the fire at times. No, but I'm not making you, the story up. You, you take right. We're out of time. We've got 10 seconds. with stories. There's no liberties. Goodbye, hey, everybody. We're at the rink tomorrow. We're at the rink tomorrow. <laughs>